Hey everybody, welcome back to Enigma Zone. Today I'm discussing with myself and with you duendes, elves, gnomes, they're elves. So welcome back. I am sitting here with a cup of coffee. If you don't have anything to drink, maybe you should get something. I would want to drink wine instead, but it's noon. I'm, I'm drinking coffee at noon. Sorry. I don't know. Anyway, welcome back. And what led me to this topic was I was watching a YouTube video and about like, you know, I love paranormal things. So I was watching this YouTube video about this investigator. He has a YouTuber in, in Mexico. And then he was interviewing this lady and her daughter that apparently they've been... I guess a, a duende has been attached to her, the little girl. And I thought they were going to find a way to get rid of it. But apparently it's kind of a symbiotic relationship because the little girl is like protected by them. But it, it's a very strange and creepy thing. And it just led me down a rabbit hole. You know me. Um, where I've heard about this before and I remember... I don't know. I remember going to Mexico and meeting people that have apparently known or seen or have experienced the presence of a duende. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get started. So the the story of duendes or gnomes basically or elves based elves comes from a lot of different places. I know it's very common in Latin America. I think it stems from the Iberno culture. Spain, that area, um, and our ancestors. And yes, what led me to this topic was that YouTube video and me remembering that story that happened to my cousin, really. And I've been also watching TikTok. Have I told you I'm now like obsessed with TikTok for some reason? I don't like those silly dance videos. They're just not my style. I think they're kind of obnoxious, annoying whatever to each their own but i've been watching i've discovered a plethora of categories on tiktok i was gonna say on youtube and i've loved the paranormal ones the spiritual ones ones that talk about people talk about like their paranormal experiences mediums uh they have really good content i really liked one that's called auntie colette um it's spelled a-u-n-t-i-e i think it's underscore c-o-o two o's l-e-t-t-e and she's i bumped into her because apparently she had this premonition she's a psychic medium she has this premonition of post Malone. this is unrelated but i'm going into that direction of post malone that something's gonna happen to him the on july 4th i think or july 27th no july 4th and i think that's his birthday as well and that she basically her spirit guides she talks about her spirit guides and her angels a lot and god that they basically uh, have want her to communicate with them and apparently um they, there was some sort it kind of went viral check it out i mean it's pretty interesting she didn't specify what she just specified basically what she said was that she had a premonition that something would happen to involving post malone involving a white car a luxury white car that he owns um and somebody by the name of rick or richie which i've i'm not mistaken is his dad um if you have been if you're a member of not a member but if you're a fan of the paranormal community and all that stuff uh you might remember that post malone has been a guest on ghost adventures and has 
um, had an experience with the Dybbuk box. I think Zach Bagans opened it. Um, and other, so bad stuff has happened to him. I think his plane malfunctioned at one point. I think he got robbed, like things like that. So I don't know if it's related to that, but according to Colette, um, it might be. And that she did not want to specify exactly what happened because according to her, she does have some sort of uh, ethics, a little thing that is rare nowadays, ethics and, um, wants to share that with the person themselves post malone and his family you know because it's not her story to tell to the world um which i guess some people can say what's well, a bit contradictory given that you're sharing this um with us but i and some people have called it like a ploy a publicity ploy that she just wants to gain followers or on tiktok and i think she's on tiktok she is on tiktok but i don't think she is in like instagram or um facebook or something or youtube <clears throat> but I, I don't know i've been fascinating with her fascinated shit i can't speak i can never speak on this podcast i've been fascinated with her videos on tiktok because because of that and not all her videos are about that she basically did a vi the last video about post malone maybe like last month or so march april and she basically said it oh you guys leave him alone you know already the message was out there you know and obviously it's his choice or their choice their free will if they want to respond and inquire about this premonition um you know, and he, I guess, some of his uh, Post Malone's reps said no, or they're not interested, or I don't know. If I guess something incorrect, I I do apologize. If you look on Twitter and Google, like, search it up, you'll find threads about it, about Post Malone and anti-Colette premonition. Um, so, so, yeah, some people have argued, oh, she just wants more followers on TikTok. So, which could be it, yeah, but at the same time... I don't know. So it's fascinating. So hopefully nothing bad happens to Post Malone, but keep an eye out for July 4th. Apparently something will happen. I don't know what around him and his circle, close circle, his close family himself. Um, but it also made me wonder, like, if it's a premonition, I, I would assume you cannot change it, right? I mean, in a way... As far as I know, if it's a premonition, you cannot change. So what is the point of telling them? I don't know. Unless you can change fate. See, that, and then it goes into another tunnel, another topic of can you change fate? I don't know. I've always said that if I were to have some sort of gift, if I, would have, if I were to be meet somebody who can tell me the future, whatever, I wouldn't want to know. Um my future no I, I wouldn't i wouldn't want to know my family's future i wouldn't want to more than anything i wouldn't want to know what happens to my family or my, and myself in the future i don't know um unless they can change it but i don't know it's a it's a rabbit hole there anyway what does this have to do with doing this anyway back to her so she basically I think it was her along with some other TikTok users that have said that Dwen, like elves exist, that there's another dimension, another world involving fae, like fairy, fairies and elves and things like that. And elves and Duendes are basically, I think that's the same translation in English to Spanish. And I was bumping into videos of this kind of, I think she was like a medium as well, another one, I don't remember her name. She basically said she encountered a 
like a fairy, but it was the most terrifying thing ever. And she's a medium, so she has she has experience with that sort of thing, you know. So anyway, I just it kind of it, it was like, oh, why is this topic keeps popping popping up? You know, let me just make an episode about it, talk about it, and same old stuff, you know. So anyway. Yes, it's uh, growing up. I would always hear stories about duendes. Um, you know, they would parents and adults will tell you like, be careful, make sure that you don't go with a duende because they steal children. That was a big thing in Mexican culture that they steal kids. And uh, I'm getting creeped out. Um, a lot of people swear that it's true. I've met. <laughs> I actually had a high school. Now that I remember, just now, wow. I had a high school teacher. He taught Spanish, and of course, because I was lazy and I already knew Spanish growing up, I was like, "Let me take Spanish as my elective, required language elective, or whatever," because I wanted the easy way out, I guess. So he was my Spanish teacher, and he swears that he saw a duende. And he would always tell us a story that it was moving along the fence, and of course, all the guys in the class would just be like giggling, like "Yeah, sure, whatever." Haha, <laughs> that's not true, but he swears they're real. So <laughs> he was one that met one. Um, but yeah, I remember one time when I went with my family to Mexico. We are from San Luis Potosi. It's a state that looks like a Yorkie. I like the dog. If you look it up in the maps, Google Maps, it looks like a Yorkie. And it's named after King Louis, one of them. And I was 13, and we're from this little village, mountainous hill located village. And it had been the first time I had gone there since I was born. So basically, if you. I guess if you, if I, I think I've told, told the story before, but basically I was born in Mexico. I, when I was one, almost two, my family relocated to the U.S. Um, with my dad and I grew up here. So when I was 13, 12 or 13, we went to the place I was born to visit them. It's pretty far from Texas. Yeah. And we stayed with one of my uncles, his wife, and my cousin, who's a year or two older than I am. And we, I stayed in her room. But when we first got there, you know, th that was the first thing they told us. Like, oh, it, her mom did. Like, oh, well, you know, my cousin's name, we're going to call her Angela. Angela doesn't like to stay here in this bedroom alone. She sleeps in another room because she got scared, like a duende scared her. And I, and that was the first time, like, I had met somebody, I think, that had an experience with a duende or with an elf. And I was just so shocked. And, of course, I was terrified. I was creeped out. I was like, what are these people talking about? You know? And she, they basically say, they swear that happened to them, that they had seen something in the window. And that it had appeared to her a couple of times either inside the home and outside and it kind of lured her tried to lure her away basically i know in some cultures i'm getting goosebumps everywhere oh, i'm getting goosebumps um in some cultures they are kind of benign beings that help people lead them out of whenever they're wherever they're lost and from the forest specifically but like I mentioned in Latin American cultures, well, more specifically in Mexican culture, they are not friendly. <laughs> they are 
said to be scary and tiny little creatures that basically resemble the characterization that a lot of people that that we society know them to be you know based on like um depictions of sketches and all that stuff um and i was really scared i didn't want to stay there and i was like i hope i don't see it or i was so scared that it would take me away um they would say that children would have got um would get lost i don't recall them sharing an, uh, an experience of somebody they actually knew having been lost but yeah like if you ask many people hispanic people they'll probably tell you stories like oh whether they haven't seen them or not they'll say oh they're bad you know they they scare you and they trick kids they trick kids into i did not activate why is siri coming on um yeah they, they basically try to lure kids away and they steal them they disappear forever scary but it's also like you could you could think of it as like another scary story a scary tactic told to children like the the yorona that was another thing that we were always told that growing up like oh you need to come inside because the yorona is gonna take you away you know they she takes kids and they disappear but so it's basically like mexican folklore i think and nevertheless that was really creepy as hell that's terrifying so it, it, you know and growing up you you hear the stuff and you're like oh obviously that's not true but it's it makes for a, a neat scary story but then when you have a, <laughs> this type of podcast you start to wonder like maybe there is some truth to all this stuff what if there is another dimension um where are otherworldly beings that maybe we cannot see with our naked eye sometimes you can but um and going back to the tiktok community some of them that are in this kind of bubble of paranormal and like spiritualism and and um medium psychics fae fairies whatnot it makes you the way they describe it a lot of them do is that you need to basically have some sort of ability to see this world this other world of um paranormal what we would consider paranormal creatures and like your third eye needs to be opened when i always thought that was so silly but now that i'm older and like i don't know i guess we it's easier to fall into that you understand the mm, kind of like interesting aspect of it it lures you in of it and so it makes me wonder maybe there is something to that i definitely don't think i have any sort of abilities uh-uh but i've also um i've also listened to this other podcast that i always talk about here it's called psychic teachers it's all t together it's two words basically together and one of them is hosted by two women deb and faye no, Deb and Samantha, sorry. And one of them is like a Christian slash spiritual um, medium, I think. And the other one is pagan. She's pagan and she does tarot readings and things like that. I love their podcast. It's very open-minded, very non-preach. It's not preachy at all. It's not. So check it out, Psychic Teachers. I love, they have great, great content. If you love crystals, all that stuff, they have a lot of episodes about that about ghosts, about 
um, being a psychic, opening your third eye, meditation, pagan events. Um, they delve into Christian theology, question it, um, a lot of stuff, really cool things. And the pagan one, her name is Deb, she one time said that she... Hold on, I think Alexis is talking to somebody. <laughs> I heard a voice. I'm not making it up. I think it was Alexa, and that's happened like twice now. Where I didn't even... Did I say anything like that? It's she's. I'm in the dining room, and she's in the living room. Like, it's a human. And she responds. I think it was... It sounded like her. Hold on. Alexa, did you say something? Alexa, what did you say Okay, so apparently she didn't talk. I don't know. I'm not one to be, like, I believe in it, but I never had bad experiences in our house or anything like that. I just let my dogs inside because I got scared. <laughs> anyway, any bad thing that may be here, you need to leave. Amen. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> that was weird. I don't think it caught it on the microphone. I need to check. So yeah, that was weird. <laughs> now I thought I saw like a little something across, the, like a reflection across the, run across the TV. No. Okay. No. No, no. It's nothing. Hopefully. Anyway, that TikTok user, Colette, going back to her, she has this little video about a fairy and she says she caught it on camera like in a picture and she has it and if you really look at it it does look like a fairy but it looks like the traditional like tinkerbell sized tiny little fairy that we are normally um boots athena come here what are you doing what are you doing? Stay here. I'm always kicking them out because they're like so loud and hyperactive. Now they're calm. Okay. Okay, so yes. She has this picture. It's very interesting. Really go. If you don't have TikTok, go download it. I mean, it's not that the same. I know a lot of people hate it because of the what is widely known for the stereotypical ridiculous dances no offense if you do or into that teach their own but it's not that just search up auntie a-u-n-t-i-e underscore coolette c-o-o-l-e-t-t-e -T -T -E. she's like this realtor from nevada and she's a medium the one i was talking about and she also has this pic the, the post malone one so she always has this picture and it looks like a fairy and she basically tells the story that she obviously she's a medium she felt like the this fairy was stepping on her coffee table and that she blew smoke and then took a picture and she reveals that that's how you capture spirits and 
other paranormal entities, creatures on video or on record is by blowing smoke their way and they're revealed and it does look like a fairy it's really creepy but she says that it was a good fairy so i guess there's all kinds apparently there's good bad and i'm assuming maybe the duendes as well um if you you search up on youtube like duendes there's a lot of people with videos claiming that it's real evidence of them and they look super fake they look so <laughs> it looks like um what's it called baby yoda in a little row but things like that obviously cgi but people really truly believe it um so my thing is there's never been really a concrete um evidence of it but let me say if indeed um that user auntie colette if indeed that photo is not doctored that is probably for me the most the, the realist that's not that's not a word is it the most concrete um real evidence of of like a fae or a fairy that i have seen or of a paranormal creature that i have seen even a go like over a ghost um it's not super clear but it's you could definitely see the outline and she'll point it out and you do see it but at the same time it's like was it just my mind playing tricks i mean there's a possibility that could be altered but who knows i don't know i have a feeling that she's genuine like something about her is genuine and but you know, you never know with people. But yeah, like, if I wish you could tell me if you have seen a duende or things like that. I've creeped out now. Um, so it makes me wonder, like, also makes me wonder, like, when it comes to the Mexican perspective and Mexican culture, there were tend to be so religious, not everyone religious very devout and obviously if you go to mexico everything revolves around basically religion it's very deeply ingrained in politics and in government and um entertain the entertainment business even though maybe they might say it's not it is and a lot of the time they don't hide it it's very different from the u.s it really is um but it it, it just it's it's amazing to me that they're very quick to believe that stuff like uh, believe in duendes and believe in like brujas and believe in la llorona and believe in um ghosts and believe in all these crazy cryptic enigmatic things and beings that are no so moved away from the bible and christianity and catholic i say Catholic catholicism as it comes given that that country is very 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 deeply devout catholic well at least they pretend to be <laughs> a lot of them are assholes but yeah that's another separate topic so basically in this going back to that youtube this is how this whole thing is it's crazy back and forth back and forth sorry for the jumping <laughs> timelines or just like topic to topic but um, according to the YouTube video that I was watching about the little girl and the mom and the, the duende basically following her and protecting her kind of, but also creeping out, like creeping her out. Basically, she, the mom says that she started by seeing an imaginary friend, talking to an imaginary friend. And the mom, at one point, I think she mentions that she does see it and it looks like a tiny human, um, very creepy. 
but she basically at the start thought her daughter was just, you know, she's like five years old or seven. I don't know. So that's the difference, right? But um, she just thought it was in her imagination. And it basically, the guy, the host, basically states how we should believe children. And a lot of the time, a lot of parents um, and adults are very easy, easily dismiss whatever they see. I mean, because most kids have imaginary friends and many can argue or many, I think the scientific explanation goes along some sort of line that it's just kind of typical for kids to have um, imaginary friends at uh, certain stages. Um, but that doesn't mean it's paranormal or anything like that. But a lot of people do believe that it's paranormal. I mean, I remember my little sister, um, she would have an imaginary friend at one point and <laughs> we thought it was super creepy, but... Um, she kind of grew out of it. I don't remember ever having an imaginary friend. God, nobody wants to be my friend. Um, so I can't relate to that. That's true. I never had an imaginary friend. I mean, I've had a great imagination since I was a kid and I would play with myself and pretend that um, obviously like I was having conversations or playing with my Barbies with, an I guess so, an imaginary I guess, yeah, but I never, it wasn't because I saw something or was talking to somebody. I don't remember that. It was just because it was my imagination, you know? Um, but, you know, and it also relates to that where kids see ghosts and they see things and they're scared and they are sensitive to things. A lot of people are like, adults and parents are like, oh, it's just your imagination, go to sleep. But, I don't know. I think I do believe that there's some kids that are very sensitive and they do see. Maybe their third eye is a lot more open. Maybe they're mediums or psychics, um, uh, and do have some sort of intuition and ability to see other things that are not there compared to other people. Um, and I guess as a parent, it might be very difficult. It I can I don't have kids yet, but I can imagine. In where where do you draw the line of believing your kid? I mean, if you're spiritually opened and not a skeptic, you probably would believe your child. But, I mean, at the same time, you don't want to be like, yeah, it's true, you know, because, I don't know. I guess you need to find the right middle path because if you do fully encourage it, even if you do believe it, you don't want to skew their experience um, make everything about that. But at the same time, you don't want to turn your back and just shut them off. Like, no, that's not true. I don't know. It seems like a complicated topic. But yeah. So whether do I believe in duendes? I would say before this, I would say no. I would say I would believe in ghosts more than I do in duendes or elves. But I just found it weird how... I mean, I still, I'm so curious as to what my cousin saw. I don't recall very vividly how she described them, aside from the same old thing, that they're tiny, they look like human, basically the same depiction as it, they are in, like, um, drawings and sketches and all that stuff, but... I don't know. Maybe she was dreaming. Nevertheless, I don't want to encounter one, and I don't want one in my home. Apparently, it is said that some live inside walls of the houses. Um, I've also read that in some versions of the Mexican duendes, 
they basically go after unkept children and cut the toenails apparently of children that are not very well um manicured and is eventually go ahead and cut off their entire toes so that's very creepy but the most prominent version or or thing that i have read and remember as a kid growing up is that they steal you like they'll take you away that they um want to take you somewhere and i don't know if you've listened to one of the spooky stories in my podcast if you have not i think you should especially the first two in, that i published in october i think they're pretty interesting um i cover or share a story about my brother and his daughter that she saw some uh, a claims to have seen an entity a little girl ghost um who was luring her away like wanting to play with her i'm getting goosebumps already um and apparently they did have some paranormal activity beforehand and after that. Uh, so now thinking back, I, I remember, I think I might have been like 18 when that happened. 18. No, maybe I think I was already in college. Maybe I was like 20, 21. And um, she be, now I'm thinking like, I, I think I remember them, my the adults discussing maybe that was Duende, like that was trying to take her away because briefly going back to that she was basically laying down in her bed watching a movie in her little uh like a laptop tablet dvd player thing and she was in the dark and everyone else was in the living room but so she said she felt somebody grab her hand her arm and they told her come play with me and she said no no i don't want to play and she thought it was her sister so she and the, she heard it again and felt it again like a little girl saying come play with me let's go come play with me let's go and she said no and she turned around to look at her to shake her off like no leave me alone you know and it was not her sister the is that my dog making that noise i feel like i, I heard something again but this time my dogs are quiet they're asleep Um, that it wasn't a little, it wasn't her sister was a ghost. Um, but I remember them thinking, what if that was like a duende? But she described it as a little girl with a burnt face. That's crazy. And I talk about how that house that, where that happened, um, it was a abandoned house. Like my brother bought this abandoned, destroyed home and basically picked it up, paid, picked it up and moved it to another plot, another, another lot. And remodeled it head to toe, like completely renovated it. And it, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was haunted. But it, they've had a lot of paranormal stuff that are happen, happening. They've moved out since, but if you haven't listened, check it out. Anyway, um, so I think that's it for this um, episode. I mean, you can follow us on TikTok. We have a TikTok. It's basically my dog's TikTok. It's called Athenado, A-T-H-E-N-A-A-D-O, after my dog Athena. <laughs> I also have a Twitter, Laura, L-O-R-A-E-T-C, that's my handle. And I have an email for this podcast if you ever want to send me an email and share your story or anything like that. Let me look it up for you. It's called EnigmaZonePod at gmail.com, EnigmaZonePod at gmail.com. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.